Recorded live. Hello, everybody. Cassandra Von Worsley here. I'm hoping everybody is now getting in to the call. I, I did not realize that we had this call originally scheduled for later today. And so I had to move up the time in TalkShoe about two minutes ago because I realized it was actually still set for 2 p.m. Eastern because that's the original time we had this stand-up call number one for. So hopefully everybody is trying again and getting on the line and into the call because uh, it probably wasn't working if you tried it five or seven minutes ago, but it is working now. So hopefully, cross my fingers, everybody is able to get in at some point. Welcome to stand-up call number one for mentoring sprint number six. I can't believe we're already six sprints in. Just for those of you who are new to mentoring sprints and to stand-up calls, please be sure that you're on mute because there is no universal mute on this conference line. Uh, this is stand-up call number one. So if this is your very first sprint, welcome. What we do on stand-up calls is we come to the table and say, here's what I'm working on. This is my goal. This is where I'm at. And then we brainstorm if there are any considerations or things that we want to improve upon. So this sprint has gone by pretty fast, seeing as it's going to end on Sunday. Um, I will start out by giving you the example of, of how we do stand-ups. So uh, my sprint goal for, for this two weeks has been relatively a simple one. It's been more personal. I wanted to focus on my fitness and get six days a week of lifting, weightlifting, and uh, cardio. And I've been able to do that consistently, partly because I have this major poster board that sees me every single day and I'm having to X out the boxes every single day and because I'm waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning to get it done before I start work, before anything can interrupt my day, before anything can happen. So feeling really good about weightlifting, feeling really good about uh, cardio. I love spin class and I hate spin class at the same time. And so that was my sprint goal. My next sprint, which we will start our next sprint on Monday, April 23rd, is probably going to be a professional goal. So keep in mind, you can use each sprint for personal or professional. The key thing you want to take away is what is working in terms of you making your deliverables and getting them done and what is not working in terms of you making your deliverables and getting it done. I can tell you that any time that I try to move my workouts to the afternoon, evening, doesn't ever happen. So I've just simply learned that it has to be the first thing that I do and that ensures that it gets done early and it gets done consistently. Okay, so that's kind of how a stand-up works. Who would like to give their stand-up next? Hey, Cassandra, it's Beth. Hi, Beth. Hey. I'm glad you could get on. I know. Sorry about that. I was like, wait, I start working. <laughs> Thanks for uh, making that change. Um, so... Uh, I think I'm going to, I know, we're already into the sprint, and I'm saying I want to change my sprint, which is not what one should do. But I um, I want to check in with my sprint buddy. So I think I'm going to totally change what I'm going to accomplish for my sprint, but I think that's okay, because I've kind of blocked out the time that I need to accomplish it, um, and it has to do with some a course that we're trying to make sure is really ready uh, for students. It, it, there's some out-of-date resources there, and we want to make sure we update 
create those. So I had a, 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 an original goal of learning access, and I'm going to set that one aside, and I'm going to replace it with um, actually updating uh, some of the course resources uh, related to this one course. And I'm going to check in with my Sprint buddy and see if she thinks I'm crazy. But we have our call scheduled for after this. So yes, so I'm totally violating everything we're supposed to do in a Sprint. <laughs> you know, here's what's interesting, that sometimes on the way to one sprint goal, we realize that that sprint goal is not the main thing, and the point of sprinting is to keep the main thing the main thing. And so I think what you're showing us is that there are moments in a sprint where maybe we picked a goal that seemed really relevant at the moment, right. but as life changed, as, as priorities changed, the goal become, became less relevant. So it's totally good when you say the main thing was not access. The key yeah. thing you want to ask yourself is what's going to be a feasible goal with this goal to get done in the next six or seven days? Exactly. Yes. Perfect. So, awesome. so, so when we get together on Thursday, I will – well, I'm not going to promise anything. I will most likely <laughs> not have changed my sprint goal. <laughs> exactly. There you go. There, there's a commitment right there. Perfect. All right. Who would like to go next? Hi, ladies. Hi, oh, go ahead. Go for it. I heard somebody else coming on. <laughs> that's okay, Robin. If you'd like to go first, that's fine. Or this is Renee. I was just going to say um, I was glad to hear Beth say that because and then uh, at our first kickoff meeting, too, I heard that other people were feeling a little scattered about what they might want to do for their sprint goal or they had so many different things going on. And um, at the, that time, um, Cassandra had said about picking something that was relevant at that time. And I also have kind of switched my sprint goal as well between two different things, uh, projects that I've been working on. And I'm working on a more of an at-risk protocol um, uh, with students using different markers during the term. And so I'm just going to focus on uh, fast starts and new students um, with four students that I'm working with this at-risk protocol on with my program manager um, as part of a team project. Um, and then the other thing that Cassandra had said was um, I was feeling like life was kind of pushing me around with all these different scattered things that I was trying to do. And she had mentioned, you know, thinking about how can I push myself in order so that life's not pushing me around like I was feeling um, last week during our kickoff call. And um, so I've really set some blocks of time with the right amount of time. Um, even though, you know, we can't block them off on our calendar, I've got them there and at appropriate times when I'm going to be having calls with these student, certain students so that I can um, uh, implement this at-risk protocol um, with students that either haven't made fast starts, um, haven't completed a course in the first two months, um, uh, so that I've got my plan really down and are ready for them with those special blocks of time. So I feel more organized now, and I don't feel like I'm being pushed and scattered in several different directions, so that hopefully I will be able to have my sprint done then by Sunday uh, because I've got it more organized and have actually sort of pushed myself to make a definite plan um, to be ready for those students and implement it. Fantastic, Renee. You know, one thing, Renee, that, that I remember in being a program mentor years ago is 
you know, it's so interesting when you're working with at-risk students because it's like you come up with this whole plan and you know what you want to talk to them about and you've got your key points ready and then you get on the call with a student and the first thing they say to you is something like, my mother just died or my husband just got diagnosed with something. And it's almost as if right. all those, those talking points go out the window and you're like, I don't even know what to say now. And I think the power of what you're talking about and being proactive is that you're finding a way to feel like you're ahead of the curve. So when you go to these blocks of time to prepare and to have the conversations, even if you get thrown a curveball, you're still starting ahead of the curve. And I think that's the power of pushing yourself rather than allowing circumstances or situations to, to create the situation. Yes, yes, that sounds good. Powerful. Thank you. Robin, I think I heard you, Robin. Yeah, I'm here. Um, so things are going okay. I wouldn't say great, but we still have time left. Um, for my personal, uh, that's for my nonprofit, I said that I was going to fill out three grants, uh, you know, applications. I have not done that yet, but I did finish our taxes. So I know that sounds silly, but that's a kind of a big step because now I have proof of what happened last year. And so, um, anyway, so I feel like now I have the confidence to go into these grants. So, yeah, I, I think I'm on track. And then for my professional, it is getting students on my calendar. And although I haven't looked at the percentage, because my goal is 50%, although I haven't looked at the percentage of term enders that are on my calendar, I'm definitely seeing them come. Um, faster than usual. So that may be because I'm reaching out or it may be because they're hitting demonstration teaching deadlines. So you know how statistics go sometimes. It sometimes isn't, you know, exactly from one portion of it. It is led to another, but it's probably helping me a little bit right now. But I'll definitely watch that in months to come because I think a lot of my outreach depends on a combination of things. It's not always just me. A lot of it has, does have to do with, obviously, their deadlines, not just their term end deadlines, but their true deadlines of wanting to demonstration teach in the fall or what have you. So, yeah. Awesome, Robin. And can I say, I have not done my taxes as of yet, so I'm just going <laughs> to give you a clap because my taxes oh. are not done. And to me, that is, I've been procrastinating, and that is a feat in and of itself. So if you have not done a happy dance because your taxes are done, you really ought to because it is a big deal for those of us who do not like accounting or taxes. So Yeah, well, it was just such so different. I like numbers, so personal taxes I didn't mind, but these were my nonprofit taxes, and I've never done that before. So I was nervous, and it was easier than my personal taxes, so it was silly to be nervous. But it's done now, so that's a good thing. Yes, and that and there goes that growth mindset at work. There goes that growth of having to do something that that's you've true. never done before and stepping into it. And so I think there's a lot to celebrate about that. The other thing I would say is sometimes, I know your, your goal is to fill out three grants. Having written grants before, and it's been a long, long time, I can tell you they, are, they take a very long time when you're doing them really well, those grant applications. So... Part of what I would think about, especially because this is, is probably your first endeavor at doing this for your nonprofit organization, is right. separating the should do from the must do and, and really getting a sense, like part of a goal for me when I'm trying something that I've never really done before is what I say is my goal is to find out how long it actually takes to do this. Like there's the goal. 
Because yeah. until I have a baseline measurement of how many hours, how many days, how many weeks it takes me to go from A to Z on something, what ends up happening if I don't do that first as a goal is I overcommit and I underdeliver and then I feel awful about it at the end of the day. Right. Right. That's, so, a, good, that's so, a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think because this is your first time doing a grant application for your nonprofit, um, really consider how much time do you need to set aside for this first grant, whatever it is, how long okay. is it actually taking you, and can you, while you're trying to determine how many hours total it takes you to do that, sort of build in as you go along some templates of things so when you get to the second grant application, you're, just, you're kind of copying and pasting and then personalizing. So in the future, your grant applications take a lot less time because you've got some of those basic pieces that they ask for in grants. Yeah, perfect, perfect. I appreciate that very much. Definitely. Perfect. Anybody else want to give their stand up? Hi, Cassandra and everyone. Eric Thompson here. I just want to say thanks, Cassandra, for the information and the resources that you provided from our initial meeting. I've been delving into some of Jay Shetty's work and uh, finding it to be very inspirational and helpful. So I will continue to spend some time with uh, some of his recommendations and then appreciate you sharing his five-day uh, process that's starting soon as well. So my... My goal is to really uh, refine and gain clarity on what I'll be focusing on in my next sprint. So appreciate the resources that you've provided, and I'm well on my way to answering some of those questions. That's awesome, Eric. I, I, you know, I just discovered Jay Shetty not too long ago, and for those of you who haven't had a chance to watch that Impact Theory interview that I posted on there, it's so worth the, the, um, the time. He actually was a consultant for Accenture, which I cannot remember right now what uh, the previous name of Accenture was, but Accenture is one of the biggest consulting firms in the world. And so he spent a number of years doing that, and then now is doing all of this work, became a monk, and now is doing all of this work on making wisdom mainstream. And so uh, he started a success habit. It starts today, so it's a five-day success habit challenge that I'm in in his thing, because I, I love to learn about new ways of seeing things and doing things. But the power of it is, and here's one thing I, I sort of want to discuss a little bit. I think so often we get caught up in the should-dos that we forget about the must-dos. And Tony Robbins talks a lot about the fact that you, that you have to turn a should into a must if it's actually going to happen. And so often we think, well, I should be focusing on this, and I should be working on this, and I should be doing this. But shoulds don't get done. Musts always do. And it helps to really look at what are all your, of your list of shoulds and what on your list of shoulds is actually, no, you shouldn't be doing that, and what on your list of shoulds is actually, I must, this is a must do for me, whether professionally or personally. And so I think, you know, a lot of us are overachievers, type A's, recovering perfectionists, and we want to be able to do everything. We want to be able to just meet everybody's needs and everybody's demands, and, and the reality is life is very, very short. And since life is very, very short, we've got to get some clarity around what in my life, what in my work is a must-do versus a should-do. And one of the things that I like to look at when I'm considering all of those should-dos is when I think about moving forward on that project or on that task, is it a heck yes or a heck no? Because unless it's a heck yes, then it's not a must-do. If it's a, uh, I'm kind of maybe thinking sort of, then I need to table that until either it becomes a heck yes 
or until I just make up the decision that I'm kind of lukewarm on it, so it's probably a no anyway. And I think a lot of us try to do as many of the shoots as we can so that everybody feels their needs are met. But when we spend our time focusing on the shoulds for everybody else, we forget about the must for us, and that never really works out. So just think this week as you're working through tasks or projects or things, is this a should do or is this a must do? And really prioritize your time and your life based on the musts of your life and not the shoulds typically of other people. Anybody else want to give their stand up? Sure. Hi, Cassandra. Hey, it's Scott. Hey. Hey. How are you? Sorry, I'm running late. Good. Uh, I am well. I'm well. Um, so what I'm working on for this sprint, and I, I was in Utah last week, so I didn't get anything done last week, unfortunately. Um, so I'm cramming a bunch into this week. Uh, myself and another program manager over in uh, the College of Business are putting together uh, an ongoing professional development series. Um, set to, to basically uh, introduce people into the like, – I am not allowed to call it a program, um, but it's a program um, – in May uh, with basically a June launch. So I have a little bit of time uh, before this project kicks off, but I'm now in, in, the, in the, the period of putting it together. So um, I have a scheduled call with her at the end of the week, and I've got a couple of agile blocks – um, throughout the week to do some preliminary work. Um, my immediate goal is I, I have um, previously conducted a leadership training program, and I'm, I'm actually going to go to my external hard drive and try and find my old resources and just see what can be repurposed from that. Particularly, there was a form that I liked that we used for pre-work um, related to that and for in-session. And then uh, topically, some content, for, particularly for the first two months' worth of um, of the series. So that's what I'm focusing on. I have about three hours um, between now and the end of the week dedicated to that and and then um, um, hopefully get some um, clarity and buy-in from my, my co-leader on Friday and probably be rolling this into a future sprint as well. Perfect. I like that leadership program. I think a lot of um, faculty members wonder, even at the leadership level, what does it take to go to the next level? What is the next level? What is available after this? And so um, it was interesting to be on the call with Natalie this morning. She had a student experience call and to just listen to opportunities that are going to be coming up in terms of leadership and other things. So I think your program stop is going to be very necessary for people who want to expand and grow. Well, we all do, awesome. um, and, and a yep. little bit of structure will be really helpful for, for folks to work it into their day-to-day. -day. Absolutely. I think that sounds great. Anybody else want to give their stand-up before we end the call? Perfect. Well, everybody, remember to have fun. Remember whatever you're working on. Don't let stress... Nothing good comes from worry, nothing, and nothing gets solved from worry. So if today is hectic, if today is crazy, remember this is your Monday. You never get another this Monday again. So have fun, enjoy the work, do what you love, love what you do, and focus on what is available to you today. Not what isn't, what is. Thank you, everybody, and I'll see you on the next stand-up call. Thanks, Cassandra. Thanks, Cassandra. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.